Welcome to the Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Along with Miss McKinney McGee, I am Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the social media streets, as the kids would say, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina Husker McGee on the IG. You can download the Sports Zone Chicago app by going to the Apple Store or the Google Play, wherever you uh, buy your apps. You can do so and make sure you search for Sports Zone Chicago. You can catch our show, Second City Sports, along with the other uh, great shows right here on the network. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. If you want to give a shout uh, and you have a question or a comment for us during our show today, you can do so on our, on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, it's Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook. It's Sports Zone Chicago right here on YouTube. Just post your comments. Make sure they're clean. Whether you agree with us or not, Lakina will get yes. them on the air. If you troll us or decide to act stupid, we'll politely give you the boot. Bye, <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> if you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anchor, which keeps you over to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and that iHeartRadio app. We're available on podcast platforms. Make sure you search for WARR on Anchor. And make sure you follow War Media on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at War Media. Once again, at WARR Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much for your support. Like, share, subscribe, subscribe, and tell your friends. Yes, we are unapologetically fun, and we have very dominant opinions. Lakina, let's start with some breaking news from the world of basketball, and it involves your Chicago Bulls. Larry Marketing has finally has packed his bags, and new management told him, you're going to have to find some new management because love does not live here anymore. Excuse me for my old school reference for you Wolves Warriors fans out there. Oh, <laughs> Larry Market was part of, part of a signing trade that sent him from the Bulls to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Larry Nance Jr. goes from Cleveland to Portland. And Derrick Jones Jr., along with a conditional first-round pick and a future second-round pick, will be on his way to Chicago. Lakina, as we said before, a couple of things. Our tourist conditionments and GM Mark Eversley, I like how they do business. We we anticipated hopefully a move from Larry uh, for um the, to get Larry marketing off this roster. I like how the way they do business. We we said this all last year, Lincoln, and we'll keep on saying it. Don't you know that bad boys move in silence? I don't want to hear about what you did or what you were supposed to do, what you were trying to do. Did you do the job that you were supposed to do? Right now, the answer is yes. What I like about uh this move, Lakina. It gets Laurie marketing off your books. We wish him well on, the, on his career going forward. But what I like is, is the first-round pick. Now, I know I may be uh, fantasy dreaming here for a minute, but as I said be- before on our last show on Monday, if we expect the Bulls to make the playoffs, one, to stay out of the number seven spot so you avoid the playing tournament. But let's just say at the trade deadline, the Bulls are struggling or – they're doing uh, a little bit more than what we as experts expect them to do. The new Bulls management can use that first round pick to go get a difference maker to put them over the top, to, uh, to be a top four, top three team. Call me crazy, but I like the possibilities here for the team. 
We have finally have a competent management team that knows what the hell they're doing. Now the places I go out there and execute and, and win ball games. I I mean, this is sort of like one of those trades where you're look. I don't think anybody had Laurie going to the Cavs on their NBA free agency offseason bingo card. I mean, it's just crazy that they were like like you said. So I think you know, look, some of the best the best you know the smartest people move in silence. And I don't mm-hmm. think any there was no word that they would do that. I think there were some rumors that maybe the T Wolves were interested in getting uh, Lowry, but I guess mm-hmm. the price was too high for them. Yeah, we I mean, heard the Spurs and the Pelicans uh, yes. over the last few months. And yep, and um, it's it's interesting too that here's the sort of the breakdown. I mean, the lottery they get a lottery protected pick from the Blazers in 2022. They get a second round pick from the Cavs and for 2023. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot of you know, moving parts here. Also, to get Derek Jones Jr. on this expiring contract, and they're actually about <laughs> a little over six and a half million below the luxury tax. So, people, so for everybody that was worried with all some of the trades, you know, getting DeRozan, getting Ball, mm-hmm. you know, among others, you know, the fact that everyone's like, well, this they're gonna they're not gonna get any first round draft picks or any draft picks, or they're you know they're gonna be over the cap. I mean, look, this is why as our <laughs> buddy, you know. Our buddy Big Dave Watson from the Bow, and also too from the Lockdown Bulls uh, <laughs> podcast, as he says, you know, let let them cook, let AK never sleep cooking. Look, they've mm-hmm. been cooking it, and look, they were able to, you know, maneuver this, you know, finesse this sort of side and trade with the cows. And look, um, well, we're gonna get, we're gonna call him a ride share, or maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll get him a, a Greyhound, <laughs> you know, Greyhound bus or something, get out bus ticket to, you know, to to Cleveland because that they yeah, they go to Cleveland, what Greyhound does so. You know, look, you guys, feel free to comment. And, you know, let's see. You have Joe Paz says, Gay, their first round pick for him was a steal, as our buddy Joe Paz said on on here on the Facebook. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a steal. I mean, they were able to look. I don't know how AK does it, but he was able to finesse this, you know, this move. And, you know, they were they would get Portland involved. We know we were not, unfortunately, we were not going to get Damian Lillard. So sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> who, 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 who were what a tease. Know, but, yeah, I'll say no. Oh, darn it. But yeah, I mean, this was a great, this was a great trade. And look, I'm, I don't think they're done. I don't think AK and Eversley are done yet. I don't think so either. What's up the pipeline? We, we don't know that it remains to be seen, but here we go, Lakina. As we said before, you have a competent management team. They have a plan. They're executing it. It's just, a uh, matter of the players who are on the roster going out there and winning ball games. As we said in our last couple of episodes, this is uh, looking at the roster up, up and down. This should be a playoff team. Now, how far they're going to the playoffs, uh, we're a few months away from finding that out. But uh, if you're a Bulls fan, you should be e- excited today. Now, going back to the salary cap issue, you talked about Lakina. They still six million dollars under, if, if I'm correct. Uh, six point eight. Yep. That's and, and that's very key bit because, as I mentioned before. If you want to make a move at the trade deadline or perhaps give a mid-level exception to a player that, that that's cut, sort of like what Brooklyn did with Blake Griffin last year, you have some wiggle room to do it. And plus, Zach Levine is due up for an extension. So uh, things are looking up for the Bulls right now. So I know people worry about the salary cap because Zach Levine well, is asking for an extension. I believe he'll get it eventually, but... If you're a Bulls fan, be excited. You have a comparable management team that knows what the hell they're doing. And you have a roster that's more than competitive that should do some exciting things, barring injury. You should, you should be feeling very confident right now. 
Well, and also too, I think, like you said, you know, they were able to kind of get out of that, and you know, it was sort of like mm -hmm. they were able to get out of that contract with Lowry. And look, you know what? I'm sorry it didn't work out for him. I know that I've been, you know, sort of lobbying for him. I kind of defended him when the old regime drafted him out of Arizona. Mm -hmm. I thought, but unfortunately, he just you know couldn't fit the systems, you know, especially when Billy Donovan came in. So you had to bring his own system. So I just look. I think. <laughs> This is the really got it's true though, but yeah, I mean the fact that they were able to kind of get and like get a, a pretty comparable you know guard and Derek Jones Jr. I mean he kind of you can never have too many guards I guess right so you get somebody there right. he can, we know he can dunk he has a slam dunk championship to his resume his resume so you know for anybody that you know feel like maybe they didn't get anything they got they got a pretty comparable point guard so I, I think look I think if you're if you're a Bulls fan you should be celebrating right now. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Friday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee, I am Cindy Brown. If you want to comment on our topic right now, uh, do you like the deal that the Bulls made to get rid of Larry Marketing? You can do so by posting your comments on our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago or on our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. We'll get your comments on the air. Uh, it, and Lakina will post them up there for you, whether you agree with us or not. Lakina, you bring up uh, the all management and guard packs. I don't want to beat them over the head with a straw. I think everybody in their mama, as the kids would say, have done mm -hmm. that over the last few years uh, in the media, both nationally and locally. But uh, the last regime and guard and packs at the market, and we thought he was going to be a multiple-time uh, all-star. Yes, we could blame ex-head coach Jim Boylan for a lot of this stuff, but it was more about the upper man as well. And just things just didn't work out for Larry. Maybe he's in Cleveland now. Hopefully he'll have a good career, but what was the main issues that we were complaining about by guard packs? They fell in love too much with their players, especially John Paxson when you had Ben Gordon and some of those guys, Joe Kim and Rose during that era, and they refused to trade a couple of those pieces to uh, to bring in a, a bigger piece to get them over the time. It just didn't happen. With AK and Mark Eversley, they're not close to a championship yet, but this team but they make moves for this team to be a playoff team and hopefully beyond. The ultimate goal is a championship, obviously, but you have to start from the bottom to the top. This management team is doing it with a plan. With guard packs, they were just all over the place. Yeah, we're not experiencing that now, and, and that's a great thing. Yeah, and I think if you're – well, I think if you're A-Can Eversley, I think, you know, you're not done yet. And I think, look, there were no – we get – you know, people didn't have no in inclination that – the Cavs were going to get Lowry. I mean, there was, you know, like you said, said, you know, you said earlier, you know, the Pelicans and, you know, a couple other teams as the Spurs mm -hmm. who were putting out feelers for him. But I guess the price was just too much. But the fact that they were able to kind of, you know, facilitate this trade is just, you know, like, like there's another reason why, like you said, Sid, I think mm -hmm. even this, the very smart, the very shifty, sly folks, you know, they move <laughs> in silence. So this is, you know, yeah. this is a, a great day. And I think, look, if, Look, we're not saying that. Look, we're not saying that the Bulls are better than the Nets. We're not saying that they're better than uh, the Bucks, the finish, the reigning champs. We're not saying that. You, maybe Miami. Um, like I said, our, our girl Lana Tucker, I might have something to say about. It. <laughs> Would say no, <laughs> but uh, but you know, because they've had their, you know, their, uh, they made some moves too. But uh, but yeah, I think. Look, I think they're right. I think they can be right there for if long as they get, as long as they finish between a four and a six seed in mm -hmm. the East. Which I think they're capable of doing, you know. As long as they stay away from those play-ins, which I don't know why they're still doing the seven through ten play-ins, but I, I don't get it. But mm -hmm. you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I, I think 
look, I think there's no reason why this team that like and I if you if you heard uh, Charles Barkley earlier this week on Waddle and Sylvie, he said he likes the Bulls moves. He said the Bulls can definitely be a contender in the East. So mm-hmm. that that's not a, a bad endorsement. So I think if look, I think this guy be that guy a pretty good endorsement too from Barkley. So yeah. there's, there's yeah, no, no okay. reason why there, there's no reason why the Bulls can't, you know, be like at least be like in the like, you know, compete for a four to six seed in the East. Mm-hmm. And you know what Kendra Perkins said uh, when they got De- DeMar DeRozan from ESPN that uh, the Bulls could be their fourth or fifth best team in the East. And before we move on to uh, other subjects, looking at, I think we did this on our last episode on Monday. For those of you who missed it, please go to se- type in Second City Sports on YouTube and rewatch our episode or just search for us on Sports on Chicago. But I'll ask you this question again. With this trade today, uh, getting rid of Molari marketing, are there, just be honest, we have honest debates on this show, folks. We just don't scream and yell entertainment purposes only. That's not what we do. We actually have thoughts behind our opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think they're better than Brooklyn? No, they're not better Talking than about the Bulls. Okay. No. They're not better than Milwaukee. I agree with you on that, so I'm not going by Milwaukee. Uh, I don't think they're better than Philadelphia. Do you think they're better than Boston as of right now? Yes. Yes. Indiana. Even though they have yes. a new culture with Carlisle. Do you think they're better than Indiana? Yes. Better than Charlotte? Yes. Better than Atlanta, who had a miracle run a year ago? Yes. Okay. So that puts you in right in the fifth, sixth spot. As we said before, just stay out of the seventh spot and you'll be okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, 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 yeah. I mean, they're exactly. So, like I said, they're not. I would even say that they might be right there on par with Philly. I think they're on par. Are they better than them? I'm not going to say that yet, but I think they're right there. Mm-hmm. I think they're kind of like a push. If I, you know, what about the Knicks? I think they're better than the Knicks. I think they're slightly better than the Knicks. I know the Knicks uh, overtook Boston for their fourth spot in the East last year. I think they slightly better than the Knicks. The reason why I give the Knicks the edge because, one, they brought Derrick Rose, but I know they're banging on him to have another good year coming off the bench. AAF head coach Tom Thibodeau, even though I do, I do like our coach at Billy Donovan. But I, I give the Knicks a slight edge. Hopefully Julius Randle will learn from his playoff uh, debut because he didn't. Yeah, yeah, he struggled, and so we'll see what he does for next year. But I think they're slightly better than the Knicks. Another team that, that – did we miss it? Oh, uh, well, you touched on it earlier, the Miami Heat. I think they're – Kind of even might give Miami a slight edge. I think they're on par with Miami. Because I believe it's going to be between Miami, the Knicks, Uh and I don't know if Indiana's going to be that high. But let's just say Miami and the Knicks between number four and number five. We'll throw Boston in there, too. It'll be between New York, Boston, and Uh, Miami for four through six. Uh, uh, yeah, I think they're right there. I think they'd be right there. The four through six, yeah, we'll, we'll be right yeah. there. And of course, and of course, this could all could change too, because you never know. You know, with injuries and mm-hmm. trades and stuff like that, or maybe some teams just don't do as you know better or worse than you thought. There might be another surprise team. All of why I don't think it, there really it really shouldn't be the case because of the fact that you're 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 getting a you're getting a full off season. You're going to be playing a full eighty two games, so I don't think there shouldn't mm-hmm. be any issues there. But yeah, I think look, there's no reason why the Bulls can't be. Why can't they be that number four to the number four or number to number six seed or that four or five or six seed in the East? Exactly, like like we said before, it's just stay healthy and, and win the games you're supposed to win. Be comp- more than competitive. Start winning these games, especially down the stretch, and, and you should be fine. So if if you're a Bulls fan, be happy today. 
and you have a comparable man- management team that knows what the heck they're doing. It's all about the players going out there and, and doing their job and start winning these ball games consistently. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about it you know, a little bit later on for the NBA. But uh, you know, let's go to the uh, the diamond for a second. Say that we got a few minutes left in our first segment. Um, yeah, we have to carry this over to our next segment too. But let's get it started. Yeah. So. Uh, the White Sox, they were able to salvage their series against the against the Blue Jays. We'll talk about mm-hmm. your bullpen sit in a minute. Uh, <laughs> now it's my bullpen. <laughs> your, well, uh, look, I warned, look, I warned you. I warned you for months, <laughs> even before the season started, that the bullpen was going to be an issue. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, it's been that way. Now they go, the White Sox go 7-7, seven seven, which I think a lot of folks, you know, can you know, expected mm-hmm. them to at least go. If they can at least get to 500 against those, that murderer's row. With the Rays and the Blue Jays and those teams, you know, the fact that they were able to go seven and seven, I think that's that's comparable and that's fine. You know, you have a big enough lead in your division, you're going to win your division, so let's not mm-hmm. even worry about that. But the fact that you know they were able, you know, they kind of let a couple of games slip away. But look, I'm not gonna you know freak out too much about it. Got you know they got the Cubs coming up, you know that finishing up that series. I don't think any, I don't think any of the Chicago teams ever won. Have actually swept all six games since they started doing this. So, you know, take that as you will. Now, will they will they sweep the Cubs? I don't know. I, I think the Cubs they've actually been playing a little bit better lately. So I would think maybe they might sneak in and win one. You never know. But uh, you know, we'll so let's talk White Sox for a second again. We'll we'll carry on over to the next segment. But you know, they almost look. They were this close to to losing yesterday's game. You know, the 10 7. We shouldn't have uh, come down to that. No. Yeah. I mean, again, the bullpen again made it interesting. Again, you know, luckily, you know, you got good insurance runs from Eloy. So I think that helped a little bit. But, you know, that I, I don't know what to say about this team. I mean, like, you don't want to like freak out too much. But mm-hmm. also, but also, too, like, you know, you may see the Blue Jays again. Should they make the playoffs? I don't know. But. What do you mm-hmm. th- what what where are you think where are your your thoughts on the White Sox right now? Uh, as far as the series with the Blue Jays, it should have, it should have been three out of four. It wasn't for those um, mishaps from the bullpen. Of course, uh, Monday's loss, Craig Kimball throws that uh, that bad breaking ball, which sailed in the back of Savvy Savala's glove, which turned up to the running run for the Blue Jays. Of course, Wednesday, Aaron Bummer gets the first two outs. Looking, he was like, okay, maybe he's finally started to turn the corner, and then. He lets the next two guys on, and then all oh, hell breaks loose. And Tony Larusa uh, give him uh, give him credit after the game. Uh, he patted Aaron Bummer on his on the shoulder and said, uh, uh, "We're still with you." Obviously, he, well, I'm not going to say he doesn't have any choice but to pitch him, but he could not pitch him uh, uh, once the playoffs uh, come. And then you referencing yesterday, Carlos Rodon was on the on the pitch uh, on the pitch count. He looked good, mm-hmm. and then Michael Kopech, he's been struggling. Over the last three weeks, I'm not going to suggest that he's injured. Let's hope that's not the case. Let's just hope that's just bad mechanics that could be fixed and maybe just fatigue from him as well, even though he did spend some time on the IL. That was early in the season. That was less than a couple months ago. But hopefully this is just a bad stretch. Craig Kimber, once again, ever since that uh, Field of Dreams game, along with his buddy mm-hmm. uh, Liam Hendricks, Liam Hendricks did save the game in this series the other day. But uh, Craig Campbell for the last couple of weeks has not looked that great. Hopefully it, uh, it, he can recover soon. Mm-hmm. I know he, uh, he saved the game yesterday, I believe. 
I, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just hope that it's just some struggles here. As we said before, we came after this weekend. Uh, the, the, this, around this time next week, we'll already be in the month of September. We, we reminded you guys, this is, these are the dog days of summer. And this is playoff-type baseball. The Sox have been playing against uh, better competition over these last couple weeks. Yes, you do get get a break against the Cubs, but you saw what the Sox were made of. They were they finished that fourteen game stretch as you mentioned with a five hundred record at seven and seven. But a couple of those games they should have won. It, it would have been a, it would have looked a whole lot better. But uh, after this tough stretch, uh, most Sox fans would have predicted this uh, going in. Yeah, I mean it's sort of you know, look. I think the the bats sort of saved some of those those Sox games. I think and yes, and they could well, have yesterday. Yeah, I'm also yeah, they they could have lost a couple of those games too. I mean, that last mm-hmm. uh, Oakland game, they could have easily lost that one. That they could have had a worse uh, record going into that stretch. But uh, look, I think just you know, take the lumps. You know, you, you you're able to salvage the series against Toronto. You're able to finish 500 in that stretch. You get a little bit of a break. You know, getting the Cubs and the two gamer against the Pirates, and then you got to go at KC and you go all the way out west to face Oakland next weekend. So. It's going to be very interesting to you know they get get a little bit of a break, but then you have to go right back out mm-hmm. into like you know Casey. You know that's never an easy place to play. You know mm-hmm. Sox fans know this, and also to Oakland too. So I'm sure they're going to want to look. Oakland's mm-hmm. kind of trying to position themselves in the playoff chase, and perhaps maybe even still, you know, maybe slim. You know, going to the a you know the AL West. So again, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that. You know, after we come back from the break, but. I'm look. I think if you're the White Sox fan, I don't think you should be too concerned or even you know freak out too much. I mean, because it's, it's just that's just how it is. I mean, look, this is ebbs and flows of the season. We've talked about it for months. I mean, you can afford to have these kind of like you know little stretches of okay, yeah, you're not gonna. There are gonna be some games where you're not gonna play your best baseball. And so look, look, Eloy did you know did his thing. You know, Tim Anderson did his did, did his thing. Rodon had a very nice outing. Of course, he was on a pitch count, so but that was a nice mm-hmm. comeback at him after not pitching for about a month. So again, okay, okay. Well, let's you know, let's gear up for, you know, to these this next stretch of games for the next month because it's going to get very interesting for the White Sox. Yes, it will get interesting for the White Sox, and we'll dive in more into the, the this series this weekend coming up against the Cubs on the flip side. But I I like the uh, the pitching matchups that the Sox have this weekend. You have Dallas Keuchel going tonight. You have Lance Lynn, I believe, going tomorrow, and then. Dylan sees on Sunday. He's pitched his butt off the other day. And speaking of Lance Lynn, uh, uh, I said the Sox would win their game when we were on last on Monday. That was a great game of a mistake. Even though Lance Lynn, I know some people say he should have uh, watched Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in his loss on Monday. But even after that, the Sox still should have won that game. It was a, um, the Giolito game. That was a great pitching performance in uh, the, the Wednesday night loss against uh, Robbie Ray uh, in the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, Robbie Ray, when he pitched against the Sox here in Chicago back in June, we told you guys that he won that one. That was not true. The Sox scored five runs in the eighth inning to pull out that one. But well, regardless of the fact, Robbie Ray uh, has had yes. the Sox number this year. Yes, he has. And he, he did it again on Wednesday night. And so, uh, 12, if the Sox, four, you, was it 14 yeah. strikeouts? 14 yes. strikeouts that mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We talked about playoff baseball. The Sox got to get used to it right now, in which they have. But you cannot waste great pitching efforts, i.e. the Lance Lynn start last Monday, i.e. the Giolito start uh, Wednesday. Now, uh, my original point was Dylan sees he pitched his you-know-what off on Tuesday. Uh, I thought he was going to throw a no-hitter, but it didn't come to pass. But re- uh, uh, regardless, uh, he pitched a great game. 
and the Sox were uh, that was the first of the two Sox wins in the series at Toronto. So, and like I said, Rodon looked good yesterday. So uh, you should be happy if you're a Sox fan. Now we hit the bottom of the yellow. We had to uh, we had to take a pause for the calls. You can reach us on our YouTube page and our Facebook page at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago. You're listening to Second City Sports along with McKenna McGee. I am Cindy Brown. Ponder this question, White Sox fans, as we head towards this break. What concerns you more, the Sox offense or the Sox bullpen? You cannot choose both. It's either or. The Sox bullpen or the Sox offense? Leave your comments on our Facebook page and on our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. You, well, along with Lakina, I am Sid. You're listening to Second City Sports. We'll see hear you on the flip side with more baseball. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago along with Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. You can reach us on our Facebook and YouTube pages at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago, we, we continue our baseball talk. If, you, if you're a White Sox fan, which concerns you more, the White Sox offense or the White Sox bullpen? Once again, what concerns you the most, bullpen 
or the office. You got to pick either or you cannot choose both. Just leave your comments on our Facebook and or YouTube pages. Lakina will get them up and on the air for you. Lakina, uh, going into this series against, before we go into the series, against the Cubs. I saw a statistic watching the game yesterday via NBC Sports Chicago before Thursday's game. The White Sox had, I believe, 20 hits through the three games against Toronto. 17 of them were singles. I saw them start to do this a little bit on Wednesday, but they weren't consistent enough for me as far as um, stealing bases and, and hitting and running. Now, that's what it's going to take for, for, uh, for the Sox to win during the playoffs. Yes, they have power. But you know as well as I do, Lakina. Not all playoff games are gonna have that eight to three, nine to two, ten to two score. Uh, you're gonna face the team's best pitchers, and everything's gonna be called tightly. So you're not gonna get all all the breaks because you're not facing other teams third, fourth, fifth, sixth starters, and you're not gonna face the, the bad teams' bad bullpen. So the side's gotta learn learn how to play some hit and run ball, be creative because you cannot if you if you just depend on power, you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, and I think that's definitely, I've been saying this for months now, it feels like mm-hmm. I've been saying it to kind of like to a brick wall, and I think Sox fans are already <laughs> freaking out about the the bullpen, you know, Bummer, unfortunately, you know, has lost a couple of games for the Sox, and, and like, I think at this point, you gotta, you just gotta, you kind of mm-hmm. deal with it, and also, too, I think, you know, like you said a couple of minutes ago, Lewis, Lewis is going to stick with him, so hopefully he can get out of this, you know, this funk that he's in, you mm-hmm. know, look, Kimbrough got his very first save, says, you know, being traded to the Sox. So I think that helps. That mm-hmm. can help his confidence a little bit. So, I mean, look, I think it's just one of those things where you kind of like, you just hope that both these things can mesh and that mm-hmm. you're hoping that maybe perhaps that's, you know, that the, the Sox can kind of get together before the playoffs are because Lord knows who they're going to have to play. You know, in the playoffs, yeah. you know, you're going you're gonna to face a hot Yankees team. We'll get to them in a second. Um, you may face a Oakland team that gave that's, Gave your problem last year in the playoffs, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, it's getting it's getting a little bit tight in some of these divisions. But you know, again, we'll get to them in a second. But I think the White Sox. Look, I think as long as Eloy doesn't, you know, smash his, you know, smash himself in front of a a, a wall in the outfield, as long as you know, oh, Lance, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh yeah, I know, or if Lance, you know, Lance Lynn doesn't, you know put anything in his pants or his, you know, his, uh, <laughs> his fingers or whatever, you know, whatever weird substance they're talking about. And, you know, as long as none of that weird stuff happens, as long as, you know, knock on wood, you know, they don't get, they don't have mm-hmm. any more injuries, you know, they, they've been, look, they've been able to, you know, par, you know they, they've been able to kind of, you know, get over the hump so far that, you know, they're still right there leaning the division by a big margin by nine, by 10 games, I should say, as of this recording. So, We'll see. It's going to be very interesting, though. But yeah, I think you're you're getting into like the last like few weeks of the season, like three or f- mm-hmm. like four or five weeks. So let's see how this team can finish strong. You know, they're, they're, look, their schedule gets a little bit, you know, not too tough. I don't want to say because you know, I'm not going to. They have Oakland a few times, but other than that, they got Cleveland <laughs> multiple times. They've got, um, of course, you got the Cubs. So we'll see how they do against the Cubs. But and then they have Cincy. You know, Cincy's still fine for a playoff spot. You got. <laughs> Los Angeles, they feel like they still got a, a outside shot again to one of the wild card spots. You still also got to face Otani too, so good luck, good luck mm-hmm. to whoever has to pitch against him, you know, later on in September. But yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna look. I think the, the division's fine, but I think the key if you're the mm-hmm. if you're the White Sox, the key is that you try to kind of like not limp into the playoffs, sort of kind of be in that sort of like you know beast mode, if you will, going into the playoffs. We talked about the White Sox bull, bullpen earlier. I think we did this in our last episode, but we'll do it here again. 
uh, today. Can we give some props to Jose Ruiz, but most importantly, Ryan Tapera. The only two consistent guys have been great out of the bullpen the last couple of weeks, especially Tapera had to be uh, acquired from the Chicago Cubs. There's only been a bright, those two only been a bright spots for the White Sox bullpen so far, especially Tapera. Let, let's give, uh, give him props. But going back to the office with our question uh, for this segment, is it the offense? Are you concerned more about the offense or the bullpen? As, as I said, the offense, because come October, as we said before, you cannot depend on power. Uh, you had to be creative, steal some bases, play some hit and run, be creative. Mm-hmm. And just like that, uh, I know I'm going to jump the gun here early, and I know our two sports stations here in town are going to start doing this, whether they admit it out loud or not. But we're going to compare mm-hmm. this team to the old 5 team. Yes, you can yell at me and say that the old 5 team hit over 200 home runs during the regular season. Yes, that's true. But when they needed to steal bases and when they needed to play hit and run, especially during the playoffs that year, they did it. That's the formula that this, this Sox team this year are going to have to use to win the World Series. So I'm more yeah, concerned about that offense. Yeah, but I, look, I, I think you look at the bullpen. I think because you're gonna you're gonna need a good bullpen to try to mm-hmm. you know manifest it. It's it's really what wins you playoff games. Yes, the hitting can kind of you know help a, a little bit, but it's really mm-hmm. going to be the bullpen and pitching. So look, they've got a you know, they've got a great starting pitching, but you know that bullpen that still worries me. And you never know what's going to happen. And I'm a little worried, but. Again, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. So let's talk about the uh the, this Cubs series. I mean, this will be if if the White Sox sweep the Cubs. Well, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. It'll be the first time since they started doing this sort of six game like mini series, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, you got you got Kako versus versus uh this is not Keenan Thompson. It's Keegan Thompson. That's you the name. Just of my brain. <laughs> I know, I know. Like everybody's like, wait a minute, Keenan Thompson? No, he's pitching for the, for the Cubs. Oh, good for no, no, no. He's a <laughs> no, no. He's a young 26 year old. He's been in. He's been in AAA for the last couple of years. You know, that, you know, that should, you know, Keiko, you know, you hope that he can kind of get out of this funk, mm-hmm. if you will. Like, you know, maybe the Cubs will be there. But then again, the Cubs have, you know, showed some, a little bit of fight. Um, you know, got Lance against Alec Mills, also Dylan Cease against Kyle Hendricks, probably the, you know, probably the premier matchup, if you will, if you want to get mm-hmm. technical here. So I could see, I could see the Cubs sinking in and win one of these games. I know some people are already saying, I know Sasha's already saying sweep, but, I think, look, I think the Cubs, the Cubs want to show a little bit of a fight. Look, they're going to have to face Patrick Wisdom. Um, they win two out of three against the Rockies, of course. You know, one game, you know, they had uh, they split the doubleheader yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I'm, look, I think this series could get a little interesting, you know. But I think it's also more of a pride, too, for the Cubs. And let's not, let's not uh, also not forget uh, Yasmani Grandal is off the injury list today and a backup catcher, Zach Collins, was sent down to AAA Charlotte. So, Savi Savala, he's been playing well. Tony LaRusso has been trusting him the last uh, couple of weeks, not just handling that pitching staff, but Savala has been com- coming through with big hits with the bat as well. And so, I honestly sit down Zach Collins. Will he be back up here in a couple of weeks when the Rossics expand? Uh, in the month of September, we shall see. But uh, this uh, Yasmani Grandal, I know people want to talk about him saying he doesn't hit for power, he doesn't hit at all. But this guy draws walks, which means that it sets up better for you know the hitters like Jose Abreu, Luis Robert, who hit a monster home run yesterday. Cesar Hernandez, who who has some pop in his bat. Remember, he was hitting home runs with Cleveland before we traded for him back on July 30th. So, and he has some pop in his bat. So. Uh, Yasmani Guadal, I, I know that the stats don't look nice on paper, but his impact in drawing walks and handling that pitching staff is much, is much 
more vital to the scene than, than people give the credit for. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so too. I think Grundahl will definitely be a big, you know, sort of a big, you know, this is sort of huge for White Sox, you know, because he's he's hit for power, he's their you know their backup, and and not look, not that the guys that have been doing it, have been doing the things the last few months since he's been out have not, you know, done a great job, you know, kind of you know holding down the floor while he's you know recovering, but I think I think if you're a White Sox fan, you're happy that Grundahl's back. Mm-hmm. You're happy that, that he's back. And hopefully, like I said, the back can improve so, uh, slightly, but you you don't want him to lose his approach to the plate. Uh, he does have some pop in his bat, but like I said before, long, as long as he continues to draw walks, uh, it helps uh, uh, It helps the White Sox offense. So hopefully the White Sox offense can start getting creative, especially when you when the power surge is low. And uh, – Grandal's impact will be felt immediately, so you just pay attention for that this weekend against the Cubs in this series. Yeah. And also, too, we have a look. I know some, you know, White Sox fans, of course, he's been very good. You know, Seve Savala. I mean, you know, he's been, you know, I don't want to say lights up, but he's been, you know, got some really, you know, time good, timely hitting. We're still going to see him. I think people are already like, oh, well, it's <laughs> bye bye to him. But no, 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 the roster going to be expanded next week. So I'm sure we have not seen the last of Mr. Savala. Now, as of right now, would you keep three catchers uh, on the playoff roster? I, I, it, it, the answer eventually will probably be no. But Savi Savala has earned his place to be the backup catcher if the playoffs started today. Yeah, he's definitely – yeah, I think he's making a case that, look, I want to be – I'm up here and I want to stay up here and I want to be a part mm-hmm. of this ride. So, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, I think we might be – like I said, I think we're going to – we haven't seen the last of him. We're going we're gonna to be seeing a lot of him over this month. I guarantee it. Yeah, let's hope so. Now, with this series against the Cubs, you broke down the pitching matchups. Lakina, you know, the, uh, since these two teams started interleague playing back in 1997, what we expect to happen doesn't happen. What doesn't happen ends up happening. <laughs> Obviously, as a White Sox fan, I, I expect them to sweep. But it would not surprise me if the Sox took two out of three. It wouldn't surprise me. I'll be out there, not tonight, I'll be out there tomorrow and Sunday. So it should be a good time. Folks on both sides, both Cubs and Sox fans, even though it's in Sox Park, behave yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, kids, grown folks especially. Behave yourselves, please. Now, back time we're going to schedule programming. <laughs> but uh, coming into the series, Lakina, uh, as you mentioned, the, the the Cubs took two out of three from Colorado. Uh, Patrick Wisdom, he's the only source of power right now. As we talked about him in our last episode on Monday, it looks like he's going to challenge for that uh, – home run record by a Cubs rookie. He may even end up hitting 30 home runs between now and the end of the, end of the season. I was out there on Wednesday doing the first game of the doubleheader against Colorado. He, that ball was still going to the uh, half-field bleachers. And so you also had to let, like David Bodie as well. And, uh, he hit a home run on Wednesday. So uh, the Cubs, uh, they've been playing decent as, as of late. We know that this, this series against the White Sox is always tight. And so I wouldn't be surprised if the Cubs pulled one out as an analyst on this side of the mic. But obviously, as a fan, you know, the, the Sox should sweep. But if you take two out of three, if you're the White Sox, it's not the end of the world, but you're the better team. You're going to win your division, but it's all about getting prepped for playing a, a playoff-type baseball. We've been saying this over the last month, especially during this month of August, and there's no, there's no way that it should be any different uh, this weekend against the Cubs. The Cubs no. did not expect it to do anything. If you're the Sox, you can't just walk in there and expect to show up and, and think that you're just going to win automatically. No. The Cubs have eventually players over there. 
obviously they're not better than you on paper, but you still got to show up with the right approach, come ready to play, come ready to win. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. This it's going to be very interesting. This series, I think. Look, we always like like we've been saying, we always throw the the records out the window with these two playing. Mm-hmm. I know. Yes, I know. Right now, the Cubs. You know, a lot of those guys are not. You know, most of them are not. You know, these are mostly like AAA guys. But I'm sure you know for pride purposes, they're going to want to. You know, they're, they're going to want to. You know, perhaps maybe make a nice little mm-hmm. goal. But I mean, I think you know the winning two. Out of, I don't think they'll get swept. I mean, winning two out of three it probably is a big. You know. It's not a big, a big, um, a big deterrent, but I think they'll they'll mm-hmm. be okay. I, th- I think they'll be they'll be just fine. I think you're definitely gonna win two out of three. So, you know, you listen to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago along with Sydney Brown. I am Lakina McGee. So, what caught your eye this weekend, MLB? <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that. The San Diego Padres. I think we yeah. said this a couple weeks ago, Lakina. You can kiss the division. Uh, title chances bye bye. Now there's still a game back as of uh, as of this broadcast uh, to the Cincinnati Reds. We'll get to the Reds in just a moment, but uh, the, but the Padres they had a chance to win the first couple of games of their series. This was the the biggest series up to this point of the season since their struggles uh, since the trade deadline. They did not look good. They got swept by the mm-hmm. Dodgers. The Dodgers are still missing Mookie. They had great pitching, and they had timely hitting. That's how you win, especially come playoff time. The Dodgers uh, came ready to play. The Padres, they, and they actually had a great starting pitch, especially from Blake Snell start uh, the other night. Mm-hmm. But they just could not pull it through. I know Fernando Tatis Jr. is back. Uh, the shoulder's still bad enough. He's not playing their base. He's still playing the outfield. Uh, Eric Hosman has been a big disappointment these last few weeks. <laughs> uh, they, 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 the only chance they have making the playoffs is just a wild card. But Cincinnati, can they overtake Cincinnati? I, I'm not sure. But um, time, you don't have too much time. So as we uh, as we said the last couple of weeks, they better turn it around fast. You're starting to run out of time here. Yeah, I mean, you know, going to the, the Dodgers for a second. I mean, like you said, Betts is not even out there, and yet they've been getting, you know, got, you know, getting contributions from guys like Seeger and Bellinger and mm-hmm. Barnes and Max Muncy, who I think maybe yeah. is making a case for NL MVP. I think, you know, it's been you know, some big hits. You know, he was off yesterday, but he had some big hits mm-hmm. on Wednesday's game that, you know, that kind of that that 16, you know, inning marathon, if you will. So that that's was <laughs> that you know, if you look, if you're look, you're How's uh, that new rule, baseball. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I know they will get rid of that in the season, but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, so yeah, 16 innings. Yeah, have fun with that one, folks. Um, but yeah, you know, all, you know, Pollock too. You know, has had AJ Pollock has also been a mm-hmm. you know has a lot of contributions. Also too, like you said, the pitching. I mean, the pitching kind of had their struggles. You know, with you know Trevor Bauer and his. Legal issue. We won't get into it, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, some you know, the guys have to extend it again, but we'll leave it at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, there we won't get into it because that's not really mm-hmm. what we do here. But yeah, I mean, their pitch has been very good. Look, you know, Walker Bueller had a good start, great start in that 16 mm-hmm. inning <laughs> marathon. But you know, they've been Max Scherzer last night. Yeah, I've had a good one. You know, shutout inning. <laughs> so yeah, I mean. Look, I think the the only problem for the Dodgers is that unfortunately the Giants have also won <laughs> their mm-hmm. have won their series. I mean, they they're I mean, you know, they just you know, beat the mess out of the Mets. I mean, I don't like I I there's no other thing for I can say for the Mets. I mean, they've won five in a row. You know, they're still four up on the Dodgers. So you're like, what can we do? But uh, yeah. But um, look, I think it, it it's just it's just very you know they're two and a half up. I should say on the Dodgers, so they they actually gained mm-hmm. some ground. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the Padres is not looking good for the Padres. I mean, it's just does not look good at all. And you know, they've got to look. They got to drop over two teams to get to that second wild card spot. Can they do it? We'll see. But it's not looking good for them right now. Yeah, staying with the National League, Lakina, let's go to the NL East. You mentioned the Mets. The <laughs> if you're a Mets fan, you you want to jump out of a window. No pun intended, but. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, uh, they got swept in their two-game series against the uh, New York Yankees earlier this mm-hmm. week. Um, uh, Freddie Freeman uh, flied out with the bases loaded on uh, Tuesday night uh, and leaving the bases loaded. Uh, I, they may be the best out of that bunch. Like, you know, um, I, I don't even hate the Braves. I don't want to sound like come across as I hate that team. I do. I actually like that team. But is, is who wants to? Philadelphia, they lost again last night to Arizona. Yep. You know, Arizona's had that number this year. I told you I don't like the bullpen, uh, and I know Reese uh, Hopkins, their home run leader. Uh, he's yeah. gone for the year with an injury. Uh, like I said, Atlanta may have the division uh, just fall right on their lap. Yeah, I, I mean, like in the well, and the Atlanta's had their problems too. I mean, it's just like I don't know for some reason. Like you said, the defense have had the Phillies number for some reason this year. You know, they think <laughs> they've won like five out of six which is absurd, but uh, it cle- it seems like nobody wants to win the division. I mean, Atlanta, I mean, you know, they're five and a half up. I mean, they play the Giants this week. So, again, we may – like I said before, I mean, they've been able to – the only reason they've been able to get is up as far as they have is because they played the Orioles <laughs> and the Marlins that's the, and the Nationals. They, they swept all three of those teams. That's the only reason yeah. why they're even up there. So, again, this, they're playing the, kind of like the tough part of their schedule. If you're the Phillies, you better get it together because the division is right there. And – you know, this is sort of the hard part that's, you know, the, the brace schedule and, you know, the Phillies. I mean, you're kind of going into like the, the cake, you know, the cupcake mm-hmm. part of your schedule, but yet you don't want to win a division. So I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Speaking of uh, another division in the National League, let's go to the Central. The, the Milwaukee Brewers, they took care of the Cincinnati Reds, uh, the, our neighbors up to the north of us earlier this week, Lakina. I thought Cincinnati may sneak a game out of there. Uh, I know you have the results in front of you. I don't, but uh, I checked out a couple of games uh, uh, in that series earlier this week. Uh, Cincinnati, uh, they, they were competitive, but they just couldn't get over the top. Milwaukee, uh, they're, they're the National League version of the White Sox. <laughs> you uh, really think the NL Central is going to be this bad, especially after what, the, what happened to the Cubs, but mm-hmm. uh, they're the White Sox of the National League Central. This is only matters how they're gonna, when they're going to win that division. Yeah, the you know, Sissy was able to salvage that series, one game in that series, you know, the, the okay. rubber match yesterday. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, look, I think the Brewers, I think, you know, I apologize to all the Brewers fans that are going to be watching and listening to this because I thought that they weren't going to be able to, you know, hang on, <laughs> but they have. So, you know, good on them. And, yeah, I mean, Cincy, they're going to try to make things interesting for, in that nationally wild card spot. And uh, we talked about – yeah, go ahead. No, no, you finish up. Okay, uh, of course, the NL West, uh, the Padres, you can say but goodbye to them as their division uh, chances. Uh, they still, as we as we said before, they have a chance against Cincinnati, but uh, it's, it's going to be tough with, with inconsistent starting pitching. Your offense uh, is ran out. Uh, it's going to be tough, but we still have a, a long way to go, but not too long because we're about to get into the month of September next week. 
yeah, it's going to be going to be crazy there, no doubt. And I think they all, I think they all play each other still, you know, with a few mm-hmm. few weeks left in the season. So yeah, that that division still is still right there, and the Dodgers are going to claw their way. It's like they're going to get that division. <laughs> you know, they're going to show. You know, hopefully yeah. they can show them who's boss now. Going to the AL, the Yankees. I mean, they've won twelve in a twelve in a row in that wild game against the starting off their mm-hmm. series against the the A's. Last night, Aaron Judge had that go-ahead um, RBI. Um, this is actually the most the Yankees have won in a row, 12 in a row. you got to go all the way back to 1961. You know, Roger Maris in that era. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, it's a, and they actually won the World Series that year. So, again, take that if you take that for what it's worth. But, uh, look, I mean, yeah, look, the Yankees, have, you know, everyone's getting healthy now. And it, it looks mm-hmm. like they're going to say, you know what, hey, we're here and we're going to try to get that AL East. Yeah, let's see. As we talked about in our last episode, let's see if the bullpen can get healthy for the Yankees. And let's see if Corey Kluber is supposed to be back soon. Uh, who's going to help out Garrett Cole? Uh, Jordan Montgomery is there. Uh, can a couple other uh, no-name guys get step in and help solidify that starting rotation? And, you know, that was one of my questions uh, for the Yankees going into the season. Right now they're being carried by, uh, by their powerful offense, Luke Voigt. John Carlos Stanton and Aaron Judge, you mentioned he had that go-ahead um, uh, game-winning RBI last week. Only 8,000 people in Oakland, and they closed out the upper deck. Shame on them. Just this, this terrible. And also, too, <laughs> to that, tonight's pitching match should be interesting. You got Gary Cole against, uh, against Manaya, so that should be a that should be a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Uh, definitely going to be – probably going to be a, a pitcher's duel there, Sean Manaya. So, uh, yeah, so that should be an interesting one there. But also, too, unfortunately, the Rays have won four in a row, so that's why they haven't been able to gain any ground. Uh, but uh, – <laughs> I think look, they're gonna get a little bit of a fight and look, they I think they look I think they, the schedule is there for them, I think the Yankees, because after Oakland they get the A's and Baltimore, <laughs> so they can kind of make some and their Tampa's a little bit harder, so they can definitely mm-hmm. make some, you know, probably make a dent in that lead. Also, too, don't forget about the Boston Red Sox. It helps that you played the uh, terrible Twins this week, and Chris Hill looked good in his start last night. But did you check out that – did you see that home run by Miguel Sanu on Wednesday? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that ball is still going. Yeah, I'm going goodbye. Yeah, I'll say, have they found that ball yet? I mean, I don't think, I don't think anybody's found that ball yet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think if you think Boston, like, if you're glad Chris Hill's back. I think mm-hmm. that helps. That could definitely help them because you're pitching before he came back. That was really bad. So, you know, it, it was his third career immaculate inning. Now, for those who, who have no clue what that means, <laughs> um, it, it's, just, it's sort of interesting how, how they kind of made that sad. There's a reason why it hasn't been done since Sandy Koufax did it. But uh, the fact that he was able to kind of do that, I mean, it, it's just amazing. You know, nine pitches, nine strikes in one inning. I mean, that that's rare <laughs> so but yeah they were able to win that game and and look they were able to salvage that series and you know hopefully the Red Sox can kind of stay afloat in that division because the Yankees are coming out you know swinging and the Rays are still they're not willing to let go of the grip on that just yet yeah and no they are not and of course in the AL West you have Oakland Seattle oh it's Houston Oakland then Seattle fighting I think you can say goodbye to Seattle as far as the division hopes, title hopes are concerned. It's still going to be between Oakland and Houston. Houston may end up winning that thing at the end. But if you, excuse me, if you're Oakland, you know, you got to win at least a couple of these games between now and Sunday against the Yankees if, if you want to consider yourself a serious playoff contending team. And now for Seattle, if you still want to hang around, shout out to former Cub. Player Scott Service has done a tremendous job managing that Seattle ball club. There are a bunch of no names 
that yeah. no one can name without, without googling up on your phone <laughs> or your or your computer. But uh, they had a they had a bad loss last night to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can uh, take this series uh, between now and Sunday. Yeah, they're still three and a half back in the wild card you know, in the second wild card spot. So, you know, they're still you know yes, you know, the division is you know going <laughs> bye bye. But the good news is is that. You know, they'll be able they're still right there for the the wild card so you know you gotta you gotta be feeling pretty you're in a good spot if you're <laughs> Seattle right now you're you're still a young you know gritty team so I I think they could kind of stay right there <laughs> for the wild card it's gonna be tough they gotta jump over two teams but we'll see again you know we're getting into that you know into that last six weeks five six weeks <laughs> of the season so we're gonna you know kind of you know buckle down and just you know get right to it. Real quick, looking at a couple more things before we take our break. Uh, uh, shout out to MLB Network. I don't know that this telecast is going to air here in Chicago, but for those of you watching worldwide and nationwide, uh, tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, that's 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, MLB Network is going to have the uh, second all-female broadcast mm-hmm. for the season uh, doing uh, for tonight's Cubs-Sox matchup on the south side. It's going to be Elise Manneker. She's she works for the Cubs on the yes. Marquee Network. Yep. Yeah, uh, Melanie Newman. And I believe Alana Rizzo is going to do the field report. Check that out for those of you are watching us uh, outside of the Chicago land area. Like I said, I don't know. I doubt it is going to uh, broadcast here in the Chicago right area. Right but for those of you across the country, you can watch that on uh, MLB Network. That's tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. In the East, 5 p.m. in the, in the West. Uh, the, the MLB Network will have this second all-female broadcast for tonight's Cubs-Sox game. So check that out. Yeah, that should be a fun one there. They had they did such a good job a couple of weeks ago with the Orioles and the Rays, I think it was. So, mm-hmm. yes. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I don't know. We don't know if it's going to be here in Chicago. But, uh, you know, again, it should be a fun broadcast. You know, all three of them do a, do a great job. All right, we're just gonna do, we're just gonna go through like some of like the the top series that we're gonna have coming yes. up this mm-hmm. weekend. Um, of course, we did Cubs and Sox, also to San Francisco and Atlanta. That should be a fun series. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what else? Um, San Diego and, and the, the Angels. You know, hopefully they can stay afloat. Of course, the Yankees and the Ace. You know, continue their series, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much about it. I mean, I think this is this is this is more for like, you know. If you want to kind of you know, get right, you know, sort of like you know, try to kind of patent your lead, or if you're trying to like mm-hmm. get play catch up, so you know, just a couple of this series you got coming up. Yep, and there's to look for baseball for this upcoming weekend series. Lakina, our number one is in the books. Our number two is straight ahead. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports All Chicago, along with Lakina McGee. I am Cindy Brown. We're gonna we didn't forget about you, football fans. We're gonna talk about the Chicago Bears in our next segment with our guy from War Media, Mr. Cal Means. Yeah, we'll review last week's loss to the Buffalo Bills, and what can we expect? from the Bears tomorrow as they conclude their preseason schedule in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. We'll be back after this. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. 
That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to album number two of Second City Sports. We're live in a living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Lakina McGee and Sydney Brown. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena Scrum McGee on the IG. You can listen to our show via uh, Sports Zone Chicago. Um, Facebook and YouTube pages. Once again, go to Sports Zone Chicago via Facebook and Sports Zone Chicago via the Twitter, not the Twitter, via the YouTube pages. You can um, want to have want to get your voice heard on the air. Just post your comments on our comments page. McKenna will get them up for you. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on our social media pages. That's all of them: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and you can listen to our audio version of this podcast, War Media, uh, on, sorry, on War Anchor. <laughs> In that case, you go to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. And remember our podcast platforms. Make sure you search for WARR on Anchor. And you can follow you can follow War Media at WARR Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, W-A-R Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And joining us to uh, break down last week's loss for the Chicago Bears and uh, preview wherever you can preview their preseason finale tomorrow in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans. Our good friend, content director for War Media, Mr. Kyle Means. Kyle, welcome back to the show. How are you? All right, what's going on, everybody? 
Now tell people where they can find you on these social media streets, as the kids would say. Uh, yeah, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Means Matters and uh, IG at uh, K Mean. Uh, those are probably two best places to follow me. I don't do the TikTok or anything like that. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I got yeah. Facebook too, but neither do, neither do I, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I got Facebook, but it's enough crazy people I'm, I'm with on Facebook, so. I don't know. Don't worry about, yeah, don't worry about TikTok. I don't do that either. Let the kids have that. Let the toy sons and younger have the TikTok. So we'll just right. yeah, do I don't, that. I don't know. Maybe I got to find I gotta find a hook. Get over there. Maybe I'll do a crazy dance. and I'll do a, I'll do a victory <laughs> dance for the Bears or something if they if they uh, each week or something. Maybe I'll find something like that that'll get me to break through. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of breaking through, Kyle. Uh, of course, uh, you were there covering uh, the Bears' loss to the Buffalo Bills last week. Mitchell Trubisky <laughs> torched the Bears in that first half. Uh, now I know uh, what's what's been worse on social media uh, than the milk uh, the milk crate challenge. The Bears' defense. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as we. As we told our audience, uh, the since it's pre three preseason games this year, uh, most teams are uh, use their second preseason game as the dress rehearsal. I know the Bears didn't play everybody in that first half, especially on the defensive end. But is it a, uh, if you're a Bears fan, should it be a cause for concern or just throw it out the window and hope they can they can uh, get it together by the time they face the Rams on the road in Week One? Uh, I would I would not classified as a cause for concern pretty much because Nagy has proven over his tenure that he just looks at the preseason differently than most coaches and he doesn't he has his own things that he that he sticks to and his own patterns or whatever so um I'm just glad that he's being open-minded enough to allow uh Justin to start this last game and have him make some do some work with the first uh, team this year, this week, and everything. And and on Saturday, hopefully there'll be some. I was I'm not sure how many of the other starters will be on offense, but there'll be uh, quite a few. I think probably most importantly that offensive line will, that we'll see at the start will probably reflect the line that we'll see in uh, a couple of weeks in LA. So. Um, you know, I'm. I'm just as far as Nagy goes and what he does in the preseason. There's no surprises for me, and um, I don't think fans should be particularly uh, frustrated by what he does. He just got to roll with it, and um, you know, criticize it as you may. But he he at least has his his plan, and uh, they they seem to be set on what they're going to do for with the starters at least going forward. You know. This this Saturday game probably this game tomorrow is probably gonna be more about finding out who's gonna be on those second and, and third strings and who's gonna be providing the depth for this team as much as anything. Yeah, I think that's what it kind of sounds like. That's what they're doing. It doesn't sound it doesn't sound like the first team was gonna be playing a lot, you know, tomorrow against the Titans. So you know, take that for what it's worth. And also too, I mean, the Titans are kind of have their who've had, had their COVID outbreak last year, they're kind of having a mini COVID outbreak, right. you know, this week, you know, you know, variable tests, coach variable tested positive. It looks like, you know, Tannehill tested positive among a few others. So, you know, some are wondering that should they even be playing this game, but you know, 
And that yeah, it and, and that would that's like that's like you say, Lakina. We should be lucky that this game is even going off because of the mess that they're doing down in Tennessee. And if it wasn't, if that would have been the case, I think that'd have been a big hit on the Bears if you, yeah. if they didn't get to play a game this week. Kyle, let's focus in on uh, quarterback Justin Fields. Of course, we talked about it on our uh, last episode, Lakina, that uh, Justin Fields took uh, one too many hits. I'm sure that's yes. probably why Matt Nagy uh, came to the decision to start Andy Dalton in week one. Uh, what are you looking forward to when Mr. Fields uh, – what do you expect from him in his uh, start tomorrow at Tennessee? What are you looking forward to? What, what do you expect on him to improve and work on? I'm I'm looking forward to the ability to see him play not from behind, to play you know from a starting a starting uh, quarterback's point of view, being able to start with the likely fifteen to sixteen plays that are going to be uh, mapped out for him uh, from the sideline, uh, to see him with uh, how many. Uh, However many snaps he's able to take with Montgomery and Williams and uh, those, you know, the guys that he's going to see that he would likely be in the backfield with from the start of the game, uh, see how that offensive line, uh, you know, performs from the jump. Uh, will Peters make the impact? Some, you know, he's been getting some good. Uh, you know, I've been able to get up to. Uh, Hylas Hall to see him, but uh, you know the 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 guys that who have been able to get up there have been giving them some good looks. I mean, good uh, you know uh, returns and stuff. So uh, and and you know I, I, again receivers. I, I want to see him throw to <laughs> more guy, more uh, you know uh, encouraging guys than than uh, Adams. You know uh, and and Jesse James. You know he seems to. Have, Found something with those guys and and mm-hmm. those and in those drives, but I want to see him, you know, show something with uh, one of the top uh, guys, Mooney or Robinson or something, you know, and you know, let's see, let's see these guys work together. So, yeah, the, the defense is also is also interesting to me because, like I said, I don't like what they're you know what they're doing, and it's just sort of like is it sort of the age or is it just because maybe lack of production. You know, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I just don't know what to think of this defense at this point. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's, they got some holes, and you know, it, it's in. I, I, I still have a worry about the defensive backfield. It's you know, I, I see something like the uh, the uh, uh, I think it was just just yesterday with the uh, uh, the Patriots picking up the Sean Wade. Uh, mm-hmm on the trade that's that's the type of thing i'm still like man i wish the bears would would do something like that i don't it's not something that looks like this is going to happen but you know uh they're going to go with what they got and um you know ken kendall Vilder being the starting quarterback is i don't know about that but um, you know let, let's see how it goes you know but uh, i think the safeties are pretty strong I, you know they're veteran guys you know the middle of the, the middle of the defense is pretty set, and um, you know that will uh, be interesting to see too. Uh, one of the things will uh, you know Will uh, Will Smith and 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 uh, be out there. You know what type of looks is he gonna give? You know I'm 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 just looking to see defensively definitely some more of a 
De- definitely an improvement on what we saw <laughs> against mm-hmm. Buffalo. Buffalo's <laughs> completely shredded uh, the Bears and Mitchell, and he was he seemed to gain some confidence, <laughs> unsurprisingly, since he left here, and he's not seen as the goat any uh, as the anti goat anymore <laughs> you know, here in Chicago. So you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I definitely, Lakeena. I agree with you. I want to see. I want to see the defense get a, because again, we're we're seeing a team this week in Tennessee that could be a contender. So I think I think that part of a big part of what last week was an eye opener to me was that you know Miami is good. You no, know, they're an okay team. They're a playoff contending team, but they just didn't. They're not. They're pretty much on a similar level to the Bears. Buffalo is a Super Bowl contending team, and they came out the way that they're doing their business right now. It shows the difference between where the Bears want to be and where where they where some people may think they are, you know, uh, sort of delusion in a delusionary set. But you know, it showed where they really are. They're a step behind those true contenders in 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 the AFC or NFC. I think. Buffalo really impressed me with the way that they handled their business uh, last uh, last Saturday. Uh, Ward Media Director of Content, Mr. Kyle Means, is with us here on Second City Sports City. Lakinan with you. You have a question for Kyle regarding the Bears or the NFL. You can do so by putting your comments on our Facebook page or our YouTube page. Just search for Sports Zone Chicago or Facebook Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. We'll get your question or comment on the air. Lakinan will put those comments or questions up on the air. Kyle, we had you on following the Miami loss and uh, Mike. My one of my questions to you was about the special teams. It was terrible. It was terrible once again. That was actually a win. Well, <laughs> we're sorry. That's why it's way time thirty. But <laughs> but um, uh, the Buffalo game last week saw the same thing. Uh, I wasn't really impressed by the special teams. They gave up a big return to uh, McKenzie. Uh, do you think they'll have show a little bit of hope tomorrow against Tennessee? Uh, will we see something exotic or? It will just be another crap show. Maybe closer to the crap show, Sid. But <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't expect anything like really eye opening. I actually I was interested in in I think the Daz Newsome move to have him returning punts. It could be a good use for him early on. Um you know, in his career. So I would, if if they stay with that, I would, I would like to see that going forward, you know, utilize his speed and, and playmaking ability potentially. But I, th- I guess the more so than the return, even then the returns aren't that great. The covering mm-hmm. is going to be the issue. They can't mm-hmm. allow, they're going to lose so much in the, in the field position game. And this is this is a team too that you know. You look at the numbers in the first two games; they've had some, they've had a very bad, uh, you know, they've been they've been on the wrong side of, of possession, and uh, you know, like I say, time time possession and field position, and throughout both of these games. And uh, you know, I, I like to I would like to see that general be something that they improve upon against Tennessee, and. Uh, but I think a lot of that's going to come from the coverage in in the coverage game and the 
who who somebody's got to make step up and do something in mm. their special teams because mm-hmm. they really have lost a lot with with McManus being gone and uh, Cordell Patterson. They they need they they they're going to have to do it I guess with some youth, you know, because you know those two guys are two veteran guys who know know the ins and outs of playing both sides of special teams. You no, know, Bears need somebody else to step up in that in that that way, and that's that's a good way. You know, if you're a, a person who is seemingly in that forty to fifty five man range, that's that's got to be mm-hmm. the way you get on the team. That's you know, if you want to be on that fifty that final fifty three, you know, go out there and put, put the put a helmet on another helmet with these kickoffs and these punt returns, and uh, but uh, you know, hopefully, like I say, some of the young guys will step up and do that. Now let's go outside the Bears for a second because I'm getting depressed here. Uh, you know, <laughs> although like some of the rookie quarterbacks that we've seen, we've seen Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. Uh, who's impressed you so far? And we know we know Lawrence has you know, got the starting job in, in, with the Jaguars. That was sort of a foregone yeah. conclusion when they drafted him. What about San Fran? Do you think that the Kyle Shane has been very quiet? And you know, I'm sure. Look, you know, you know his dad. You know, his dad's a, a potential Hall of Fame coach. So I, I think he he kind of learned. From experience, so but do you, do you think that we'll see Lance early this season for the 49ers? I think there's a possibility. I think, like his dad, you know, Kyle Shanahan, and like we Kyle's tend to have a, a, a little bit of an inflated sense of ourselves. You know, I think, uh, you know, <laughs> Shanahan thinks that he has a control, he has his control of things, and you know, he's he's given. I've, I've watched, a, I've been able to watch a couple of their. You know, they're uh, the first couple of games on NFL Network, uh, the Niners. And, you know, I, you know, Lance is, is is a pretty impressive. He's a pretty impressive guy. Great arm. You know, a lot of the same things that we we are enamored with with Justin Fields here. He can provide, you know, rolling out the pocket, uh, you know, doing plays on the move, on the move, you know, finding guys, you know, in, in extending plays and finding guys who you don't you know, uh, readily see when the when the play starts and everything. You know, he's a he's a really impressive guy. I wouldn't. I think a lot of it's going to depend on Jimmy G. Though, you know, it, it, I think I think Jimmy G's going to you know start week one, but is he going to be up to you know stand? You know, is, is he up to keeping his job? Is he is he going to have the fight in him to keep his job? And um, you know, I I I don't know. I, you know, I think. You know, it's it's interesting with two with both of these both of these situations in Chicago and San Francisco. You got a and you got a sense of the inevitable happening here, but you still have two professional quarterbacks who are in the way. And the you know a lot of what's going to happen in this first half of the season, I think, is going to depend on just how much fight these two quarterbacks have left in them, being uh you know Dalton and Jimmy G, and um. I I I would see probably more fight in Jimmy G than Dalton, so I you know and, and San Francisco probably has a little bit more around them to where they could fight and be in contention more so than I think even the Bears can. So I will if I think Lance would probably uh, if if he if he takes the job at all this year will be more towards the second half of the season. I got Fields. I've been saying sort of uh, off mm-hmm. off the cuff that, you know, week six would be around the time for fields. And 
you know, I actually looked at the schedule today to confirm that in week six is the Packers game. Mm-hmm. So there's a different type of, you know, as we all know, there's a different type of pressure and re uh, reestablishing, re reevaluating that can be done in and around Packers week. So I'm, I'm holding on to that, uh, that six, that week six prediction, you know, with uh, Justin Fields. If anybody wants to go in on a, uh, on a, uh, on a lottery with me there, you know. <laughs> I'd say the first Sunday in October and then when they play the Lions, I believe that's October 3rd or the 4th. I want to say the third, October 3rd, uh, the Lions game. I, I, I say that game. But that's just – I'm just throwing that's that out bad, there. Yeah, that's not yeah. bad pick either, see. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Means, uh, and, and the content director for War Media is joining us here on Second City Sports. City Lakinen with you right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Let's go to New Orleans, Kyle. Jameis Winston, as our cohort Ken Davis calls him, googly eyes. He's named the starter for the Saints. He looked good in the preseason um, the other night uh, on Monday Night Football against the Jaguars. Uh, what do you expect from him? I know he's going to miss Michael Thomas, their star receiver. He's going to be gone for the foreseeable future due to injuries. You still have Alvin Kamara, but what do you expect from Mr. Winston? He didn't play much last year. He only threw one pass. Uh, do you think that he, he's learned a lot over the last year or so? Yeah, I, I think he has. And, um, you know, I, I, was, I was very encouraged by what I've, I've seen of him, him, and particularly in that Monday night game. And uh, he, he found that kid, was it from Tennessee, that rookie kid? Found him quite a bit. Uh, but, um, you know, he, he, I think he's ready for the job. This is a this was a pretty good position for him to, to get into once he left Tampa Bay. You know, people are going to harp on that, that 30. And the, the 30 turnover, 30 interception, I should say, a year, a couple years ago, and, no, that's hard for him to live down. I think he's going to have the opportunity, though, to change the narrative uh, quite a bit in in this season. You know, Taysom Hill just he, he's he's never gone beyond the experiment label for me with him. So uh, this is the only way I think New Orleans could have went. Uh, you know, like I said, unless Jameis just didn't, you know, take advantage of the opportunity, but he has. He's been professional. He's shown himself shown some of the abilities that made him, you know, uh, a top pick and a, and a guy who, uh, you know, Tampa Bay felt they could entrust their franchise with. You know, there's no reason why New Orleans can't, at, at this point at least, do that for a couple years at least, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what, he, what he'll do now with the job secured. And, uh, I, you know, I think that with the talent around him, see, like you say, one, Kamara's one of the the best playmakers in in fall mm-hmm. of football, and um, you know I, I don't, you know I'm I'm not sure how the the Thomas situation is going to re- rectify itself, but they got some other talent down there, and uh, I think it'll be enough for the Saints to they won't be as the the kind of threat they've been in recent years, but I think they'll be still a winning team. So, and and that'll be good for you know googly eyes and uh, <laughs> his reputation. So uh, you know I'm 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 kind of rooting for that. Yeah. Oh goodness, with the googly eyes, the googly eyes. Um, the <laughs> NFC East, the NFC East is a very uh uh yeah. Um, the NFC East is a very interesting division as it usually is. I mean, it's pretty much wide open. Who do you think is a favorite in that division? Mm, I. 
Man, uh, the East, the NFC East is. I, I, I actually kind of like the Washington football team. I think they, their defense is pretty stout, and um, you know, start with their front line, Chase Young and company. You know, they got quite a few guys that they could send after the quarterback, and um, you know, I, I think that's gonna, you know, Ron Rivera of the coaches out in that division. I would trust him more. Than the other, than uh, any of the other guys out there, even McCarthy, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I just think both on both sides of the ball, you know, they they got they got more of what it what it takes. I, they, the offense is still in development there, but um, you know, I I'd say the defense alone has me liking uh, Washington football team as much as anything. Dallas, uh, you know, them getting them getting. Uh, Dak back, of course, is a big deal. They got you no, know, they got they got mad talent on offense, but uh, I'm I, I still want to see how that def how their defense uh, they've they've really had a lot of holes in that defense for a few years now, and they and that that offensive line once was one of the like it was like the standard in football a couple years back, but now it's been you know it's been sort of shaky since you know how will they be able to will they be at as, as capable of protecting that and uh, keeping keeping holes uh, made for Ezekiel Elliott as they you know were a couple I said a couple years back, so uh, you know I think Dallas may be improved. They they should be improved with Dak healthy and everything, but I think Washington would, would be more of the uh, uh, like I say more of the the ready made contending team in that division. Last moment or two with Kyle Means, director of content for War, for War Media, right? Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Kyle, we spoke about Trevor Lawrence earlier. Jacksonville is going to travel to Houston to play the Texans in week one. In the- oh, we, oh, we lost it yeah. there. So I'll, I'll I'll uh, I'll do go through with my uh, my question. Uh, sleepers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're sort of like they're – you know, the Chargers are kind of like some people's, you know, picks and there's some other teams. So who do you think is a sleeper in the NFL this year? Looking around, I would say probably – I don't say – I don't know if you – I guess you could call Arizona a sleeper because they haven't necessarily broke through yet. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like Arizona to take another step up this year. I like uh oh, see I'm so sick get back on with us. Yeah, hopefully that's hope so. <laughs> but uh I like yeah, I said I like Arizona to take another step up this year. I like I'm at least on the offensive side, I'm interested to see uh if Atlanta gets some of that old thing back with Kyle Pitts getting involved and uh sort of uh you know uh yeah, Ridley sort of you know not having to deal with Sharing as much with uh with yeah with with share share really being the clear number one receiver now down there too I think but a lot of people are high on Pitts and I want to see how he works and and how that impact will have on Atlanta um you know compete because they typically compete well it's just they you know they lose a lot of close games and stuff like that but um on the AFC I'm looking at Cincinnati actually. As a team that could be uh, 
be pretty if interesting. And we'll get to see them in Chicago pretty early mm-hmm. in the season too. So I'm looking at them as being a pretty potentially fun team, if not uh, a team that could maybe pull off some uh, some big wins early on in the season to make an impact. Um, uh, you know, uh, beyond that, too, like I say, the, like I say, the Chargers have some good stuff they're building out there, and um, trying to see one more team. Uh, man, Indianapolis, man, no, 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 yeah, it's, I, that's probably that's probably they're probably. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville could be a could be a sneaky team too because they have they they did a, they went on a signing spree in yeah. free agency and they got a lot of new talent there. You know, Lawrence is under pressure, but you know, I think. They if they protect him well enough, maybe he will. Uh, you know, they just need steadiness down there. And and if if for some reason he you know he messes up, they got one of the most confident quarterbacks behind them in the league and in, in uh, Minshew. So you know they make they maybe could make something happen regardless of who's at the center. But of course the expectation is that Lawrence is going to be the golden boy, and, and there's going to be no stop to that. You don't usually see. A person in that position, you know, we're used to seeing pers- people in that position struggle in their first year, like going back to Peyton Manning and and his first year in Indianapolis. But you know, uh, if, if I, 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 I'm I'm definitely interested to see if the the overall uh, you know uh, hall hall in of talent that uh, Jacksonville has will that make a difference in uh, you know them competing in a division which you know. It's one of the weaker ones to me. I think the AFC South. I think you know with Houston and you know we the the, the QB situation in Indy is a little shaky right now with the health. Uh, you know with Wentz's health, and um, like I said, we we're not sure if uh, Tennessee can even keep themselves uh, out of the COVID's grip. So you know that there's there's something there for Jacksonville potentially if they if like I say if that new talent that they brought in makes a difference. Last question from me, Kyle. Of course, the last year's Super Bowl matchup featured Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Of course, Tampa Bay are the defending champions. Uh, out of both those teams, which which team has the best chance, in your opinion, to get back to the Super Bowl this year? I say KC. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to beat time. And uh, you know Brady is confident as as ever. Talking about he, this could be his his best season yet. You know, <laughs> I don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. He could still play at a high level, definitely. But uh, we know as you know, we all know from watching the NFL, it's tough to repeat. And mm-hmm. um, it is tough. It's, it's it's also particularly tough on teams who lose in the Super Bowl. But KC is built in such a way that you know they they just I think they just had a you know they they lost legitimately in that Super Bowl, but it was a bad day. You know it was just one of those bad days, but it was also built on their line just being left in in, in tatters by that game. They've improved. Mm-hmm. They've improved the line. I think that's that's all that's all. And the thing the thing with uh, <laughs> blocking Mahomes is that you'll have to have a, a iron curtain before him. You just give him enough time to make plays <laughs> and you know, just give him a little bit of time and he'll make it happen. So I think uh, 
you know, I, I, as long as their line is good enough and, you know, they they still got all their talent, all their major talent, and it's really nothing I see I could see in the in that AFC that can that is readily there to overtake them, you know. So uh, yeah, definitely I would mm-hmm. say KC uh, would have a better chance. But Tampa Bay is like I say still they did a great job of retaining their talent as well, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they they'll be ready to go. I just don't know if all the things will set up right. You, you got to have a lot of things set up right for you mm-hmm. as well as, uh, you know, time just beating father time again over the head. It, there's only so many times that father time <laughs> going to let you do that to him. So, <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us today, Kyle. And uh, again, War Media, you know, contact director, you know, contact creator, you know, he does all that stuff for, you know, War Media. And uh, where they can find you on social media, Kyle? Yeah, again, um, you know, K uh K Mean on IG, uh Means Matters on Twitter, uh the, all the war uh war uh accounts is a war media. Feel free you can contact me on those as well and c- contact us, let us know what you think of what we're doing, let you know uh, you know, if you the stuff that you want us to focus on or, you know, any tips or anything, you know, we've uh Definitely open up all that type of conversation and stuff. Looking to, uh, like, say, do some more cool things in the in the fall, uh, along with football. You know, uh, the football discussions and everything. Get back our, uh, you know, regular football programming and uh, you know, keeping up our basketball stuff, running with war, and um, yeah, just some other cool stuff uh, that we're gonna try to develop along the line. We just Maintaining that platform as a uh, uh, indep- say independent discussion and a place where you can feel welcome to engage with us and you know uh, and, and look at sports and entertainment and uh, and current events in a different way. All right, that was Kyle Means of War Media. Keep up the great young work, young man, and we'll talk again soon. You too. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Kyle. Take care. Stay safe. All right, y'all. All right, that was Kyle Means from War Media. And, you know, I said we're going to take a quick break. We got a whole lot of sports media news to, you know, to talk about, a promotion. Oh, yes. for, yeah, we got to talk about a rising star, you know, who Kyle actually interviewed a couple of weeks back. He's been doing some big, big things. Also, too, CBS has announced their new um, NFL crew and also to their ESPN as well. And some big changes going to come to ESPN Radio. So with the Kenny McGee, uh, with with I'm Lakina McGee, I should say. <laughs> with Sydney Brown, I'm Lakina McGee. That's me. You listen to Second City Sports. Look alive. The Chicago <laughs> Sports Show, Chicago, and we'll we'll catch you on the flip side in just a little bit. Stay right there. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash on the Sports Zone, Chicago. In Sunday's Major League Baseball action, the Cubs got pounded 9-1 at home against Kansas City. The White Sox shut out on the road 9-0 at Tampa. NFL preseason on Saturday, the Bills hammered the Bears 41-15. Andy Dalton, 11 of 17, passing 146 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Justin Fields, 9 of 19 for 80 yards. Head coach Matt Nagy says Dalton remains the week one starter and that Fields is ahead of schedule. When you look at a guy like Justin and you see
I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TixBlitz.com today. TixSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TixSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. Welcome back to Second City Sports, along with Cindy Brown, who appears is still frozen. I'm Lakina McGee. Sid, are you are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm also hopefully you will. Hopefully, you know, since he's been doing this show through his phone lately, so that's why <laughs> I know I gotta say, like, there were some people have been asking about you know, some of the, the the audio issues that we've been having, but hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll by next week we'll have that all sorted out. But a busy week though in media news, Sid. Yeah, so let's congratulate one of our good friends of the show, first Miss Dion Miller of ABC7 Sports in Chicago. She's going to be heard on ESPN 1000, i.e. ESPN Chicago. She's going to be the new host, along with Jeff Miller, who does fantasy football on that station. And I believe he's one of the producers for Waddle and Sylvie. And they're going to do, they're the new host for the Chicago Bears pregame show two hours before kickoff starting on Sunday uh, when they play the Rams, they'll, they'll be on from 5 to 7.30 because the Bears play on Sunday night in a couple of weeks against the Rams. So congratulations to our good friend, Dion Miller. We, we had to get her back on, as you said earlier, Makina. Dion Miller, she does a great job covering the Bears. She does a great job, period, for ABC7 Sports here in Chicago. We had her on our podcast last year. Make sure you go check it out. 
at uh, War Media on YouTube and War on Anchor for the audio version. Lakina, I know there's been a push to get more women in media, especially on on sports radio, sports daily sports talk shows. Uh, uh, Dion Miller, we know that she's busy now. She's you know raising a family as well. But it's nice to hear a different perspective and to to hear a, a woman who does a great job uh, in sports media in the South. She's she's going to do a great job in being a co-host for the Chicago Bears pregame show on ESPN 1000 Chicago when they start in two weeks. So congratulations yeah. to her. Definitely, you're definitely more than deserving. I know she's you know, she's been mm-hmm. here covering sports here for I think like over a decade now. So just about, you know, yep, mm-hmm. just about. So uh, that just over a decade. So uh, good for her, and you know I think it's going to be a, a good show with her and Mr. Meller, who does a great job, you know, producing various shows on ESPN Chicago. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, also, too, uh, Noah Noah Eagle, someone who Kyle. Uh, interviewed a couple of uh, a couple of months ago you can look through that on the war media feed he's going to be joining the cbs college football uh coverage and we play you know, we call it some sec games with former notre dame standout o-lineman aaron taylor and also to jenny dell does a great job on the sidelines mm-hmm. um yeah he's going to be the number two team so i know some people of course are going to say well you know you know his dad's i eagle blah 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 well he's actually really good he does a great job with the clippers mm-hmm. you know Clippers on their TV side and their Fox affiliate in, in Los Angeles. So he's actually a pretty good sportscaster too. Yeah, okay. Yeah, having a dad who's been in the business forever, you know, you know, yeah, they'll get you in the door, but he's been doing the work, so. Exactly. Nothing more to be said. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you know, they have, actually have a great crew there, of course. You know, Brad Nessler, Gabe Danielson, Jamie Erdahl. Mm-hmm. They're going to be the, the top crew over there on CBS. The top crew there, so you know a few, a few others. A night, a great diverse group of you know, folks are going to be working there. You know, Rich Waltz will be doing you know some, some you know some you know some of the uh, the Mountain West games. There should be a lot of fun with mm-hmm. those games. Our, another friend of the show, Randy Cross, of course, he said it last week. Mm-hmm. And if you missed that interview, again, you know, go through the Sports on Chicago uh, Facebook and YouTube feed. You know, the, the interviews are there. He's going to be mm-hmm. doing you know the Navy home games this year, as we've been doing the last, I think, like five or six years. So. You know, mm-hmm. a really great, 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 a really great crew there too. So, you know, congratulations to a couple of friends of ours in the media, you know, industry. Yes, also congratulations to another good friend of ours and, and friend of this show, uh, Jay Zawaski. Used to be with Six Seventy to score here in Chicago WSCR. He's now the director of media content slash podcasting for News Radio. 780 105.9 FM here in Chicago, WBBM News mm-hmm. Radio. He is going to be a director of content over there. He's still going to stay with the Odyssey Company. Uh, he's still going to do his Madhouse uh, Chicago Hockey Podcast along with another good friend of the program, Mr. James Navarro. They do a great job breaking down mm-hmm. Chicago Blackhawks hockey. So congratulations to Mr. Zawaski, friend of the show, on getting the promotion. Yeah, absolutely too, and also to and go It's another friend of ours who we've had and we've had the pleasure of talking with our good buddy from CBS Sports, and also too he does work for Turner for the NCAA uh, basketball turn, also too in the NBA. Spiro Didis, he'll be now be teamed with Jay Feely, a former kicker yeah. for his, for Pro Bowl kicker for the NFL. You know he's going to be in the big kids table now. Jay is, you know he's been doing like a lot of field analyst mm-hmm. work, so he'll actually be in the booth for the first time. Um, and Adam Marshall of Lettuce Spiro's former partner will actually be joining Greg Gumbel this year, along mm-hmm. with AJ Ross. So they're the number going to be the number four team in that one. You know, of course, you know Nance, you know Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and Tracy Wilson. Those are the top, mm-hmm. the top, the top team. Also, I Eagle, Charles Davis, Evan Washburn. You know, the number two team: Kevin Harlan, Trent Green, and Melanie Collins too, and also Andrew Catalan, of course, Hall of Famer, 
um, James Lofton. So those are your, your top tier. Also, too, Tiki Bar will be joining Tom McCarthy, you know, for uh, extra for extra games. Also, too, Beth Miles will be doing more play-by-play when they have extra games, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, a whole, whew, a whole lot of stuff here going on in the sports media. We told yeah. you that was a lot. Tell you, we told you it's been a big week in sports media, folks, both nationally and locally. So Yeah, we're just scratching the surface. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So congrats to everyone. Also, too, um, Fox Sports has just announced some of their, their crew. Uh, for their college football coverage, you know, we'll get to that in a little bit because some games are coming up this weekend, Sid. Um, yeah, so uh, there's so, there's more, Sid, even more, <laughs> Sid. Yes, tell us about right, it. There's more. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like watching commercials at three o'clock in the morning. But wait, there's more. <laughs> Shout out to another good friend of a friend of the show, Mr. Sean Davis. He's uh, along with working with ESPN 1000 here in Chicago on the radio side. He's actually going to be contributing to Sports Illustrated's Irish breakdown coverage. He's going to uh, give his uh, his thoughts and, and opinions on Notre Dame football. So congratulations to that young man. We, we actually actually bring him on in a couple of weeks to clean as college football started to uh, start to, as as college football begin, begins here in a, in a, another week or so. I know Notre Dame will start, I think, in two weeks, but you had a schedule in front of you. I don't, but we had to bring him on. That's the point I'm trying to say. <laughs> Yeah, so you're trying to say so congratulations to Sean come Davis. To as well. Yeah, come to the finish. Yeah, come to the finish. Um, also too, yeah. they're not they're not good friends of the show, but you know they've been promoted to uh, some uh, some you know, cool things in media. Bob Stoops will be joining the big noon kickoff for college football starting next <laughs> weekend. He'll be jo- he'll be joining uh, Rob Stone, Brady Quinn, and Heisman Trophy winners. I'm gonna still gonna keep saying that. Darn you, NCAA Bur- Reggie Bush and Ed Matt Liner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're gonna keep yes, I'm gonna keep saying that he is a Heisman Trophy winner, Mr. Mr. Bush is. We'll also see some of the other guys that are gonna be joining. Devin Gardner, if you remember that name, all you Michigan fans remember that name. He's gonna be doing some games with Eric Collins. You know, of course, you know, you know, Chicago born here. So he'll be making his debut doing some TV, you know, for them. They'll they'll be you know, calling mm-hmm. games with Eric Collins. So yeah, so a pretty again, there's still more, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah absolutely <laughs> go for it Sam. let's kick it over yeah let's kick it over to the national side of course you mentioned espn radio before the break and we talked about this in our last episode uh, on monday max kellerman will not be the co-host of first take the sports tv bait show he's actually moving over to espn radio's morning show is going to be him Jay Williams and Keyshawn Johnson starting in another week or so. And so he's going to be the lead host for the ESPN Radio's morning show. It's going to be now Max, Jay, Will, and Keyshawn. And there's some other minor changes to the ESPN weekday lineup as well. Of course, that was a door open for first take. Who's going to debate with Stephen A. Smith? Will it be Michael Irvin on a part-time basis? Will it be uh, a rotating uh, guest analyst and guest debaters? We'll see what ESPN does going forward, because as we said before, uh, ESPN's face of that network is Mr. Stephen A. Smith. Of course, he did guess a hosting spot on Jimmy, filling in for Jimmy Kimmel this past Monday. I didn't get a chance to watch it, so I can't give you my opinion on that. But Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith is the face of that network, so all these moves are with ESPN, with their TV and radio divisions, get towards keeping him happy and around for a long time. And speaking of that, Lakina, would you watch this? Uh, this story came out this week. As we, we mentioned before, you guys watched the NBA on ESPN the last couple of years. I believe during that Wednesday night coverage, Stephen A. Smith has a 30-minute pregame show on SportsCenter. Mm-hmm. The story has it now that he wants to have Magic Johnson 
and Michael Wilbon, Chicago's very own, by the way, as co-host for his NBA uh, pregame show. Would you watch that? Uh, oh, I I don't, I love Magic, but uh, they they've done the TV thing with him multiple times, and it has not worked. I mean, I think <laughs> look, look, we look, we love, look, we love Magic, but you know, I think you mm-hmm. know, small do- small doses. I think is probably what I think folks would like yeah. to see. We don't want to look. We love Magic. That's why maybe maybe occasional appearances. Maybe if there was like a big mm-hmm. you know big games coming up or a marquee game that ESPN is showing. Maybe that would be a good thing there, but I just don't see him. I don't think he would want to do it either. I think he likes doing what he's doing now. He's chilling, you know, and is you know in L.A. Mm-hmm. and he gets to you know go to Lakers games. I'm sure he's gonna be definitely gonna be gonna be there this week. So you know, this season I should say with the with the with all the you know with LeBron and all of them. So I, I just don't see him doing it. I, I just don't. Yeah, and also to stick with the ESPN theme, uh, the jump will be canceled by this time next week. Rachel Nichols, of course, you remember she was uh, involved with that quote-unquote drama with um, Maria Taylor, who's now over at NBC. Rachel Nichols still has a year and a half left on her contract. Uh, The jump will no longer be on the air. She's been removed from all NBA programming on ESPN. ESPN will be rebranding a new uh, daily show uh, prior to the 2021-22 season. The top two leading candidates, as we told you a month ago, Malika Andrews, who did a heck of a job on the sidelines during this year's NBA Finals, and Chicago's very own Miss Cassidy Hubbard. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be For very, this new I mean, show. Yeah, I think Shin, I think Shanae Olagunga, I think that's her name. I, I've never seen, you know, there's like three or four of them, so I haven't been able, never been able to pronounce mm-hmm. their uh, their last name. But yeah, that's why if you look at the you know, ESPN Radio's new lineup, well, newish lineup, you know, she's been taken off that show with Mike Jr. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming that she'll be a part of that new NBA show. That's that's part of the 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 the, the, the TV agreement with the NBA and the you all know, the, the rights holders that they have to have a. ESPN has to have a daily or the very least a seasonal NBA show mm-hmm. of some type. So they're definitely going to rebrand it and, and such. So, and she, and also too, as far as Rachel Nichols is concerned, I mean, we didn't talk about it, but she might, she may end up getting the Michelle Beadle treatment. I don't know, but again, you guys can Google, you know, what happened with Michelle Beadle mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, but I think she's going to get that treatment after what happened. But uh, again, so Oh boy, a lot, like I said, a lot of sports media news this week, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, is there more? Is there? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think we kind of, <laughs> I mean, we kind of covered. Also, too, we want to mm-hmm. give a, a shout out to our, our good friends, the, the folks that preceded us here on Sports Zone Chicago, Sean and Maya. They had a great interview with former Bears QB Eric Kramer mm-hmm. on Wednesday. They, you know, I don't know if you get a chance to listen to it. They they went on a good hour Not and yet. a half with him. You should you really should if you guys have a chance. Yeah. Okay. If you guys haven't, don't worry, don't worry. It's on the just go down the you know Sports on Chicago's Facebook and YouTube feeds. You know the interviews are right. <laughs> the, the interviews right there from from Wednesday show the twenty fifth. Um, he kind of run the game. Of course, he talked about the other Bears and you know the QB. You know, you know, and he had his opinions, but also too he went in depth about some of his life off the field. Of course, you know, for people who haven't followed <laughs> him. Hit his story, you know, the last couple of years have been kind of rough, you know, losing his, you know, his parents, losing his son to suicide, attempted suicide himself. And then he had some other issues that went on that, you mm-hmm. know, it was just a, a lot of, you know, just a lot of bad stuff. He's in a good place now. Thank goodness. He's, you know, he lives in mm-hmm. California where he's from and, you know, it'll make it, it'll make it laugh. It'll make you angry. You know, I know there were a couple of parts where he said it made me a little angry and also too, but it make you happy too. So 
opening. He definitely opened up to a lot of things. So make sure you guys check that out. Also, shout out to Sean and Meyer for that interview. Also, to hook us up. Come on, we want to talk to him too. Come on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out to uh, both those uh, broadcasters. I'll definitely be checking out the interview. I'm familiar with Mr. Kramer's story, of course. I think he still holds the record for most touchdown passes in a single season in Bears uniform with 29. Uh, that, I that, believe that's... you're right. <laughs> that's something we know that the Bears organization has not had great track record as far as um, picking franchise quarterback. Hopefully, Mr. Fields will turn that perception around here very soon. But I'm going back to that season, Lakina, back in 1995. It was Eric Kramer, Curtis Conway, and Jeff Graham. That was the best yes. quarterback receiver combination in the league. Of course, that, that season, that team went nine and seven. Uh, they missed out on the playoffs because uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who were the defending Super Bowl champions at the time, yeah. they failed to beat the mediocre Atlanta Falcons on yeah, the last season. Yeah, thanks uh, a lot, San Francisco. Right. They beat San Francisco in Atlanta, and I- I'll never forget it. Um, uh, Corey McFerrin, who does news here in Chicago for Fox 32, at that time, he was uh, doing the best pre- and post-game show with Tom yes. Waddle, and they played an interview with, uh, at that time, the free agent safety of the, who the Bears signed as a free agent season, Marty Carter. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles in Soldier Field on the last day of the season, and uh, the the one of the reporters interviewing said, how does it feel to go to the playoffs? He's like, it feels great. It feels great. I was like, that brother just didn't know that 10 minutes later, in the Georgia dome, uh, uh-uh. you'll be spending the holidays at home instead of preparing for the playoffs. But oh, God, I, I remember that. that yeah. Oh, I remember gosh. that season. The, the bears struggled. They came out hot, but they had a couple of bad losses. Uh, after things came, yes. they lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Detroit. I know they yep. lost to the St. Louis Rams early in that season. Of course, the Rams were another surprise. See, that was their first year of St. Louis. They were still playing at yep. Old Bush Stadium. I yep. think who was quarterback? I think Chris Miller was. And then, of course, uh, that team went on the slide as well. But the Bears had a, a, bad, a, a, a bad stretch after the Thanksgiving break. Um, uh, they had the offense. And remember the RP to the late great Sean Salam, but remember, yes. I think he won Offensive Rookie of the Year that year. I uh, he believe was fir- he did. Yes. I yeah, he, he was the right. first round draft pick out of Colorado, but after that, he struggled both on and off the field. And the Bears had a great offense that year, but they just couldn't get together on defense, and that's what kept them out of the playoffs. Was a bad defense, and of course, yeah. things were bad first for day one. Send the entire crew, when we won't get into y'all can do the no. research yourselves. <laughs> you can do but, Google, yeah. I just remember Eric Kramer had, had one of his best seasons as a pro. Of course, he was signed as a uh, – it was his second in the Bears uniform. Of course, they signed him uh, the previous offseason uh, away from the Detroit Lions. But uh, Eric Kramer, I don't think he, I don't think he got paid for the Pro Bowl that year. If I, no, if and he should have. I don't think he did either. He should have. Right. Yeah. So that's what I remember most about the 1995 season. Besides, the Bears missing the playoffs, Eric Kramer had the best year of a Bears quarterback. Uh, in franchise history. But yeah. uh, it's nice to hear him do it. I'm going to check out the interview, but I know he was on another radio station here in Chicago. I'm familiar with his, his story. Uh, it looks like he's starting to find a good place in his life now. Because people don't people forget celebrities, athletes, uh, when, the, when they get behind those closed doors, they're people too. Yeah, and I think people need to remember <laughs> that too. And I think, exactly. Yeah, look, I, I, look, I'm glad he seems like, you know, yeah, you know, he has. He's had a lot of help with some friends and you know some family members, you know, surviving mm-hmm. family members. So I'm I'm glad he's in a good pay, good place. So you guys should definitely check out the interview. Actually, we actually there are actually some college football games coming up this weekend tomorrow. Uh, said you got 
Brett Bielema will make, will make his coaching debut in the Big Ten West. You got, you know, Illinois hosting Nebraska. And, you know, I would say advise everyone, if you're going to that game down in Champaign, to uh, make sure you have lots of uh, water because yeah. uh, it's going to be hot tomorrow. <laughs> so, you know, I would advise folks to, uh, you know, drink plenty of fluids. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Gatorade are going to be fans on the, on the fans there. So make sure you guys check that out. Check out. That'll be on the, the Fox Network. That'll be the Fox Noon kickoff to get off the season tomorrow. So that should well, be well, fun. Well, well, well. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Also to um, UConn and Fresno State, uh, Hawaii and UCLA. You know our buddy Randy Cross is alma mater. He's hoping to mm-hmm. he's hoping for some big things for UCLA this year. Let, let's hope you know that that's the case. And then also uh, UTEP and New Mexico State. So also Southern Utah and New Mexico uh, San, San Jose. So I should say easy for me to say. So uh, yeah, so definitely some. Uh, this is week zero of college football. They call it. So we're definitely gonna get yeah. some games. Yeah, but the real week zero starts next week because I know ESPN has been providing for the last couple of weeks, so I can't wait for that because, as you, you as you well know, Lakeena, you're the college football uh, queen on the show. <laughs> the first couple of weeks of the college football season, you you see your marquee matchups and your non-traditional matchups from different conferences to get yes. folks like you're truly into the college football season. Yeah, and also, too, you're definitely going to have some games there coming up, and should be a fun, you know, should be a fun ride, you know, this season. So, uh, you know, we'll definitely try to get somebody on to talk about it. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a whole <laughs> lot of, you know, great college football action starting starting tomorrow. So, you know, what are you looking <laughs> forward to this week, Sid? Uh, yours truly is going to be at the uh, Crosstown Series on the south side between the Cubs and Sox. I'm actually going tomorrow and Sunday, so it's going to be nice weather, hot weather, but – it's always fun when the Cubs and Sox get together. As we said, Lakina, uh, all the records out, uh, there's always memorable moments in each game. So the Sox should be able to sweep the series. You'd always be surprised if they take two out of three. So you'll surely will be there in the house at Comiskey Park. That's right, I said it. Comiskey Park, both tomorrow night and Sunday afternoon. And yeah, so I remind you guys, both Cubs fans and Sox fans, there was no fighting when I was there a few weeks ago at Wrigley. Please. Cheer for your teams. Let's have some fun, but no fighting, please. Please, no fighting. No, <laughs> no fighting. fighting. No, no fighting, fighting, folks. No, no fighting. fighting. Let's have some fun, but no fighting. It's too hot for that. It's going to be hot yeah, enough. Yeah, it's going to be too no hot. Fighting. It's going to be way too hot for that. And so it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Um, also, our buddy, I'll go back to Eric Kramer. If you are Mondo Lara Jr., a good buddy, said that Kramer said in the interview, yes, he did. He did say that he was sad when Chicago let him go, mm-hmm. which that was a big mistake, I think, by by their part. But again, that's yeah, another thing. Yeah, oh, let's see. We can get all to a whole rabbit hole. We're not gonna get that. You know, they're probably Rick Meyer and that and that went to crap. We'll leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, we don't have time for that. So right, uh, <laughs> we don't have time for that. We're, we're up against it. So uh, yeah. So um, mm-hmm. a couple of notes. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is going back to Man U for all you soccer fans. He won three Premier League titles and also two, I think he won a Champions League title too, if I'm not mistaken, when he was at Man U. So he played for there from '03 to '09. So now he's back there for a couple of years. He's going to actually make his debut in a couple of weeks. Also, too, uh, the U.S. Open starts on Monday. Unfortunately, you know, no Williams sisters. Both Venus and Serena are going to be, you know, had to withdraw due to injuries. I think uh, Serena has a hammy, and I think um, Venus has an ankle issue, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, this will be the first time in years that we're not going to have Federer, Nadal, nor the Williams sisters there at the U.S. Open. So it's going to be kind of tough for ESPN to try to sell it. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, what are you looking forward to this week, Sid, real quick? Like I said, besides Cubs, Sox, uh, the Bears preseason, 
we'll see, we'll see what Mr. Fields does in his first start. Uh, we know that he's not going to be a starter in Los Angeles in a couple. We want to see what he does. And can the special teams for the Bears please get off this tonight? I'm just asking. It's not too much to ask, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Doing the just asking, the asking game with them, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Going to be interesting there too as well. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. The old last week of preseason, everyone gears up for the regular season. Also, Lillooey World Series. If you're into that, um, you go. I think the you got the winners bracket going on right now, and I think it's going to be. I think they're, they're wrapping up this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh, I think mm-hmm. it's Ohio. I think it's Ohio and uh, South Dakota against Michigan and Hawaii. You know, you're probably the two, the four uh, best teams in that. You know, in that. I guess in that bracket. I guess that's how they're doing it now. I don't know how they're doing it this year because there are no international teams, all U.S. teams, mm-hmm. but. You know, I'm sure. Look, I'm sure there won't be no Astros there, and whoever wins, I'm sure they'll, you know, definitely be a big, you know, big uh, boost for them. So, uh, congrats to all all the 16 teams from the in around the country that made it to the Willie World Series. So, congrats to them. And on that note, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero S I D K I D zero. You can get the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you uh, uh, buy your apps. That's the Apple iTunes Store and Google Play. You can go to Google Play as well to uh, download that Sports Zone Chicago app. And you can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago, it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can follow war media uh, for the audio version of this podcast. That's at War on Anchor. The case iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and that iHeartRadio app. Maybe no search engine boxes on your podcast platforms. W-A-R-R on Anchor. You can follow War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at W-A-R Media. Once again, at W-A-R-R Media. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. No fighting. No fighting. <laughs> I know the, the Crosstown series starts tonight, round two between the Cubs and White Sox. As I mentioned, I'll be there tomorrow and Sunday. Of course, I'm watching tonight's game from the comfort of my home. Still, two words. No fighting. Behave yourselves, kids. Okay. <laughs> oh, and with that, on that note, I'm for Sid. I'm Lakina. Stay cool out there, everyone. It's going to be very hot these next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And also, too, our thoughts and prayers go out to the folks down in the Gulf, you know, as they prepare for Hurricane mm-hmm. Ida. So, you know, please be safe out there if you're in the path of that storm. And yeah, that's it. So, uh, if you're not going to get the vaccine, you know, wear your mask, wash your hands, and, you know, be good to each other. This is Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago, and we'll see you Monday. Catch us live every Monday and Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Until Monday, it's Lakina Sand. Go Sox. Holla!